0: what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of v2 sports as y'all know this last episode we celebrated our one year anniversary we hope you enjoyed that episode where we all went down a trip down memory lane and we are super excited to continue this next year and we hope to stay in your ears and in your home so without further ado let's go ahead and get into the recap y'all know i don't talk much about baseball so we're gonna go ahead and hand it over to mr clean jackson take it away
1: Let's get into the really boring Wednesday slate. I, know, I expected way more from the slate. Tennessee and Florida, none of us expected that. None of us expected Florida absolutely stunning Tennessee, not only stunning them, but blow, basically blowing them out in basketball teams. Not like super blowout, but it was basically one. Pretty big win for Florida and a really big win for the first-year head coach. What are your guys' thoughts on this game? one? One game out of these three because the other two are boring.
2: This is less to do with the fact that Florida is a great team and rather the fact that Tennessee is a very overrated team. The last two games have been some of the worst offensive showings I've ever seen in college basketball for a team who's ranked in the top five. It is incredibly embarrassing to say that this is uh, the number two team in the country currently. I mean, first off, I, I, I don't understand why half the offense revolves around Zekai Ziegler just shooting up threes, and then the rest of the people just standing outside of the key, just with their dick in their hand, doing absolutely nothing, but watching him miss. And then on top of that, I don't know how, I don't know what way, but for some reason, Castleton dropped a near double-double 29, or 20-9 and nine versus you guys when you are supposed to be considered a defensive team. So you failed in both worlds. You were sucked at offense, as per usual, and you didn't even provide decent defense. Truly an awful showing. The only thing I can say... Is good for um Lofton and Castleton for having a solid game. And that was a somewhat impressive win from Florida, but it was more due to the fact that Tennessee just absolutely sucked.
3: This team, Tennessee's team just doesn't have a go to score. I mean, you could look at their teams back in 2018 19 with Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, and you had a go to guy. This team just doesn't have one, and that's going to end up costing them in the tournament. Yeah, there's there's a one word to describe Tennessee. The word is mid. Mid mid, 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 Mid.
0: No, he's not wrong. Okay, when you're kind of so a serious team, it doesn't matter. You just lost to Florida, a team that not only us but mainstream media has been straight dicking on for the past two weeks because Colin Castleton's not him. Everybody's been dicking on him. And then this game happens. And I don't know for anybody that watched the game, if you did, you know exactly who I'm talking about. When I asked, you know, some of my friends that watch Florida basketball games, they said she's like at every single game. Uh, I don't know who this woman is who's screaming at the top of her lungs.
3: Preferably yeah, exactly. You're You're human.
2: Yep. You're just this is the equivalent of the whistler from Vanderbilt baseball.
0: I'm not even gonna speak on this <laughs> game. I'm just gonna speak
3: on that one. The whistler,
2: nah. I
0: to watch the game and I just hear, You're too short or stop shooting it. Or my favorite one, because you know this is on ESPN. ESPN's kinda like PG sorta. I all of a sudden I hear like right before a commercial break, quit crying, you little bitch! I'm like, "Oh my god."
2: What amazes me is the fact that she she calls people by their first name as if she knows them personally. Like that's just really odd. Like it's a pet peeve of mine, but whenever you call somebody by your first name in like any professional sport or even college, it's incredibly lame. Like you don't know these kids. You have no relation to them whatsoever, and yet you're acting like you're a sibling. Like shut the hell up and watch the game. No. Like, they do not really care of the two cents you have to offer, which high majority is just nonsense.
3: We got to remember, though, this isn't Florida. This is Florida. So.
2: That's yeah, true, so. but as somebody who's lived in Tallahassee for a bit and also Tampa, fans know how to restrain themselves, shockingly Are enough, at sure least with this. I guess. Yeah. I guess not enough. Because you've never been to Gainesville, this has proven me wrong. I have, you've also never been to
3: Jacksonville in October.
2: I haven't been to Jacksonville, I have been to Gainesville, but I guess i kind of underestimated the level of stupidity that Gainesville has to offer, which is a little ironic considering their school is fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, honestly, I think this game was just it, it was just a mix of Tennessee just driving like, uh, Florida was struggling for the most part, but they did enough to win. Castleton played not overrated for once. He played he played like how he should, and uh, he did a good job. Him and Lofton did a great job, and I think uh, we should go into the next game. It was absolute blowout. Georgia at Auburn. Auburn. I I, I think uh, any of us who watched this turn it off after the first half because I expected this to be a very good game, but Auburn just dominated like. I I didn't expect this level of domination. Wait a minute, wait
0: a I mean, cutting you off real quick. Didn't you pick Georgia last week?
2: I don't. Did I? You I don't Georgia and the Texas A and M game, not in the Auburn yeah. game.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah, and Texas Tex A and M still blew, like, beat them. But I I was shocked that uh, McBride played this well and the team still failed him. McBride McBride played great for Georgia, yeah. uh, but Georgia's been on kind of a losing streak lately. They they haven't been that good. They
2: have, they have,
1: and uh, this was a bad loss for them. And they they're going down like how uh, you know how LSU started off hot and they just went down as soon as they went into SEC play. Georgia just can't find that consistency, you know.
4: There were two reasons, in my opinion. Thing.
3: Or you got it? It's a talent thing. I mean. Mike White just hasn't had enough time to bring in the type of guys to compete consistently in SEC plays. So this was bound to happen eventually. Mike White is yeah. not a good coach. When he was at Florida, he'd get one good win, and then, like, he'd lose the next three, which were all winnable games. Like, last year, the Gators lost, like, they, I think they were – I don't even know. They had a really good record, and then they lost to 0-7 Texas State. They, they're just – Mike White's just an inconsistent coach. Well there's I mean, also some things going on at Florida behind the scenes that negatively I mean for me, affect their
2: basketball. But this season. game this had more to do with the fact of Auburn than Georgia. Georgia was kind of irrelevant. The team wouldn't really matter in this game unless you were just one of the elites. The bottom line is in this game main things that like impressed me were one for the first time in like a while Auburn's guards actually learned how to shoot the basketball. It's unbelievable. Um, Katie KD Johnson actually scored. Flanagan actually scored. Wendell Green actually scored. All these people who were playing bad all season and averaging under ten finally had their good games. And the uh They were not averaging ten. Like if you're low, going
4: off of what you 10, saw
2: on Saturday. No, I mean like Flanagan is averaging about nine. Um Wendell Green is averaging like Oh, no, he's 13. I'm sorry. KD is, is at 8.2. KD is at 8. Flanagan is at 9. These were guards that were playing bad recently, and this is the first game we finally saw a pretty solid performance. But the main thing I want to highlight, and this is my second point, is Broom, you keep showing why you are the best player on that team. That You are the only reason why Auburn is even ranked right now. He is unbelievable. When he decides to actually be strong in the paint and just shoot the ball instead of being weak with it, dude's a menace. 20 and 18. 18 rebounds. That is Clint Capella level stats, dude. That is insane. This guy, when he decides to play like he can play, one of the best players in the SEC, in my opinion.
4: And uh, he didn't play the last 10 minutes of the game. And he put out 20 and 18, or... 19
2: and 18. Essentially 20, really. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this game? Uh, nah, we can move on.
1: All right, let's get into LSU and Missouri. LSU didn't play as bad as I, I thought they would. I had, like, Missouri by 10. Oh, no, not 10, 15. And uh, LSU really impressed me. But you know who really, really impressed me? Kobe Brown, man, he's been doing this all season, and he it's been amazing when he's consistent. He hit five three-pointers. His only missed field goal was one missed three-pointer. He almost had a double-double. Uh, eight rebounds, 26 uh, points. It was a great night for him, and uh, it, he's a star in the Missouri scheme, and he's had a brilliant senior year.
2: The one good thing about Missouri is like you you don't see consistency when like they play the really elite teams of basketball but whenever they play a team that is worse than them they always they just win. dominate they yeah. always win every time there's so many teams i can say like Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky all these teams can play inferior competition and still lose that's not the case with Missouri they may not win every like upset for their schedule, but they damn sure will win every game that they're supposed to win. And this was just another one. I'm not saying LSU's a great team. I'm not even saying they're a good team. They're mid, in my opinion. I mean, they're 12-10, and for God's sake, and one of the worst SEC records in the country. I mean, in the country, in the conference. But this was just another good win for them. I mean, you held... Or actually, you didn't really hold them to good shooting percentage because LSU shot 40% from the field and 33% from three, which is not actually that bad. It's just they they shot better. Missouri shot nearly 50% from three. That's insane. I mean, I know it mainly attributed to Kobe Brown, but still, 50% from three off of 27 shots, that's pretty impressive.
1: It's insanely impressive. It just shows what they're building there in year one for Missouri, and when we get it, it, like, what what they're building in year one for the head coach of Missouri, I forgot his name for a second. Uh, it'll come to me in a minute. Yeah, Dennis Gates. has He's had a stellar year, and he's, he's overperformed with this lesser talent uh, Missouri squad, and I think when he gets his guys in, this could be a really good tournament team. But that's just my that opinion on time. it. Uh,
2: Great future, but we can move on to the Saturday yeah. slate.
1: Let's move on to Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt uh, did what they were supposed to. Ole Miss, man, what are you doing? Like, how do? You, if there's any team that's capable of losing heartbreaker after heartbreaker, it's got to be Ole Miss, man. Have you seen their season, bro? It's like every game they lose, it's by like a close one score game. You play, you play out of your mind defensively, but your offense sucks. I mean, how on like like how does this game
2: happen? You how do you? The okay. bottom line is Ole Miss is not a scoring team. They average sixty-seven points total in the no. game, and even though they shoot not terrible, they shoot forty-two point five percent. They just don't score. This is yeah. another game, and like I'm Vanderbilt. I used to be a little thinking like you know what they're a little underrated, and I kind of like the way they play. The more I've realized it, they've lost more games than they should, so they're not really as like you know underrated as I originally anticipated. And that. Arkansas game really inflated their stock, but this was just two of essentially the worst teams in the SEC battling it out, and it was close because the competition was pretty close.
4: Yeah, Nothing uh, really
2: impressed me here. This is just, this game was kind of expected. I
1: don't think Liam, I don't think Liam Robbins played as good as his uh, stats showed, but he he was really he was really decent like, in this game and it Robins? was a really big yeah nineteen and twelve yeah, yeah, no I'm just saying like uh, most of those were like 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 he had he was five for fifteen is what I meant and he missed like three uh, okay, three sure, pointers sure. I'm, I'm saying like he wasn't as good as his stats shows but he but he still did enough for Vanderbilt to win he didn't play his best game by all means but he had a great double double and he was great defensively I'm just saying offensively he wasn't as good as his stats show.
2: We'll admit it's a little <laughs> rare to see two people in the starting lineup have a double double, and you only win by three points. Exactly, I think
3: this is yeah.
1: but almost two people. Almost two people had to double double for all Miss as well. I mean, you look at uh, Breakfield and Burns, and they both yep. played out of their mind, and they still barely lost to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's is an okay team. They they remind me, they they're like a. I'm trying to I'm trying to explain what Vanderbilt. Is is Because they win some games and they just then other games you're like what what just happened because they're, they're feeling
2: their team they're a team that like is not very good and the record's gonna show that like, but you don't want to just like write them off like you yeah. have to still compete. I mean, SEC, well the
1: SEC tournament, they could be a really scary team for some, some random team. You know how Texas A&M was a shocker team yeah. last year that nobody expected? You could see Vanderbilt be that team if they can be consistent.
2: I tournament, but I would say for at least a couple games. Yeah, like, I know. I, that, that,
1: that's what I meant. If yeah. they could be consistent, they could be scary in the SEC tournament. That's 100%. what I meant.
3: This week's beat Kermit Davis' last season. In my opinion, he's fixed to be out the door, and Ole Miss fixed to be looking for a new head coach in basketball. The yeah. team's just—he's better fit for a mid-major team like where he was
2: at MTSU and going to the tournament with a mid-major team every year. Yeah, he's just it's yeah. not special. You could be a right. good coach in one league versus a terrible one or another.
1: Let's get into the uh, next game because I don't think there's any other thoughts on uh,
2: the actual I game. Start this game off, Jackson. I apologize. Yes. So, I just... I'm going to be honest. Auburn, Tennessee. This may have been the worst showing of basketball I've ever witnessed this year. I'm not just talking about for the SEC. I'm talking about for the literal NCAA. I, I've never seen a more pitiful offensive performance than the, the set of these two teams. combined. So, just to give you perspective, Auburn shot 11% from three. Tennessee shot nine. Three for 27 and two for 21. I mean... If this didn't say these are overrated teams, I don't know what does. Because this was some of the worst offense. I I literally couldn't watch this game without cringing and getting offended as a basketball player, watching every possession of just jacked up threes. This was just an awful, awful, yes. awful game. Both, like In my opinion, this is one of the few games where I'd say neither of the teams deserve to win. This just should have been ridden off. There should have been no win or loss. The game should have been just scrapped from the schedule because, uh, it, like, every single player on both teams just shot so terrible. Like, I was so I was so happy when I saw that. Auburn game beforehand against Georgia I'm like wow the guards did so well good job and I realized they put all their talent into that one game because then they played absolutely terrible Wendell Green you were awful Flanagan you were awful Jesper I know you have defense but god damn it you were awful Katie Johnson why the hell do you have a job you suck (laughs) last time you were good was in like the Tournament, and you even got dropped in the round of 32. You guys are just a poverty team. And As for Tennessee, Jesus Ziegler, 0 for 10. You didn't make one shot. You lazy sack of shit. How in the hell? It's good.
4: Offenses around him, you so and he bad, didn't score.
2: You couldn't even score. I mean, this is just, this just, just so a catastrophe. Bro, and whoever that no whoever that center is by the way for Tennessee. Hang up your jersey. Go work at a McDonald's <laughs> or something. Start building burgers because the only thing you're building is houses with all the bricks you be throwing. Absolutely garbage wait a minute, wait player. A the
0: white center, or the light skin,
2: the white center.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. The question I gotta ask everybody here before we let Jackson uh, put in his essay without breathing: the last shot was it a foul?
2: 1,000%. That, that is
4: 100% yes. a foul. Yes. You do not foul. go chest to chest.
2: That was a foul. He got into it, shooting space. So you, only yeah. thing is, the only yeah. thing Windows I can say, Windows though, is, though, is I don't really, really care that it was a foul. Around him. To be fair, though, I, mean, I don't really care that was a foul because, <clears throat> A, you still would have had to make all three free throws, and I'm just saying, with how Wendell Green was playing, I'm not 100% he wasn't gonna confident make it. he would have yep. hit them. He, he was wasn't going to make it. For five, so with the pressure on the line, there's a very good chance he misses at least one of them. So yep. I, I don't even really
4: care. Mm. We were talking about how pitiful this game was. I'm going to just read the uh, the field goals for like each starter on each team. Five for 13. 1 for 10, 2 for 10, wait, 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 wait. We 3 get, for 11. we got to get
0: names for each, stat, for, each, uh, yeah, for each stat line.
4: Oh, you want names? All right. So, Auburn starters, we'll start with them first. Uh, so, we got Jani Broom, 5 for 13. Jalen Williams, 1 for 10. Wendell Green, 2 for 10. Flanagan, 3 for 10. Jasper, went 0 for 1. I mean, he doesn't do anything on offense. But Julian Phillips, uh, 1 for 3. I don't even know how to say that dude's name, Nakahoma, 4 for 16, Ziegler, 0 for 10, Vescovy, 2 for 7, and JJJ was 5 for 12. God
1: damn! JJJ had 14 rebounds. He had a double-double. I didn't even notice that. It's hard it's still to get, played it's, awful. It,
0: yeah, it's it's very hard to notice a double double when you your team
1: <laughs> Even the when your team played that bad.
0: Like the fans, everybody's just selling. Because hey, if you watch hey, during the hey, game, guys, you had Tennessee you players something? turning around to the old ass people behind them asking them to make noise, and yes. they're just looking at the players like, "No." <laughs> you're, you're you only hear the funniest
2: thing. No, you only hear the funniest thing about all of this about the shooting percentage when you combine the missed three pointers. Or the total three-pointer shot and the missed for Tennessee and Auburn. The missed total it exceeds the amount of points both teams scored. Neither team was, scored as many it, as the total, um, three-pointers attempted and missed. Wasn't
3: it five for forty-eight? God, um, dang just, I'm pretty sure it was five for
2: forty-eight. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. That, like. Hang up. Like, just leave the conference. Take a year to to reevaluate what you have talent-wise. Maybe beg for Jabari Smith to become reeligible, so you can have him for one more year instead of him playing on that miserable Rocket squad. It is Tennessee. Maybe just don't play basketball, like in general. Maybe just take the rest of the season off to go to Cancun and watch the rest of the teams in the Good tournament because we know damn, for sure you guys aren't doing anything. The only boards you're going to be fight or the only things you're going to be fighting for is the floaties down at the Lazy River because clearly you don't fight for boards for um. I mean, this this I I don't know what to say. I'm done. Yeah, I'm sorry. my
1: my last take about this game is. It's rare to see two teams even score lower than 40 points, especially two top 25 teams. And this will probably never happen again this season. But these teams are both awful and overrated. And I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about this game because of how bad it was. So, so if, I'm not going to talk you, much about
3: it. If you so, want to combine you, the you, two kids, like field goal like, numbers, so Auburn was 13 of 55. For the yeah. entire game, Tennessee was seventeen of sixty three. So you combine that; that's thirty of one eighteen. Imagine this, okay? Imagine not watching
0: the Tennessee Florida game, and you and your buddies are like, "All right, listen, this weekend's going to be high octane offense. Let's take a shot for every time they miss." Dude, you're <laughs> back down by, like the end of the first quarter. Plain you're and dead.
2: Simple. You're dead. Not even blacked out. You're dead. By the it's way, so Auburn hard. was three, at three at 27. Other, like, of twenty-seven. alcohol yeah. poisoning.
3: Auburn was three uh, of twenty-seven from three ra- three-point range. Just... Hey, can't be. Uh, hey, Tennessee was also two of
2: twenty-one. You so get. We just need to move hey, on. Hey, yeah, let's
1: let's move on from this garbage game. Now let's get into Arkansas and South Carolina. None of us thought this game would be close at all. Josh Gray, man. It was going to be good. Where were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Gray, where were you all season for the Gamecocks? You had a double-double. You played better than anybody on that team, man. You gave it your all, and they still lost. I
0: would like to take a quick pause, Jackson. Quick pause. Uh, If you're listening on Spotify, I beg of you to come over to the YouTube because Jackson is literally looking at the notes on his phone and reading this shit like it's a teleprompter, and it's amazing because I feel like he's had this road up since the game. Like he said, you know what? We record Sunday night. I am literally going to tear this man a new one just right here on this podcast. Dude
1: there was there's nothing more pissed than not giving Gigi Jackson the ball in the last two minutes for South Carolina Gigi Jackson's your best player probably not not even that you didn't even have Chico Carter on the field who's the best three point percentage shooter you needed a three point to win the game even three point plus a foul I would have had one of those to take the shot Josh Gray was your best player in the game but you do not want a sinner taking that shot at all times like
2: I I don't even know the only thing I feel bad for in this game is like, is Arkansas because injuries? Like, yeah, Arkansas. Even though Arkansas I do think that the team is a tad overrated. Like, when your best player and like Nick Smith isn't even playing, and like, you just have so many people out for these games. Like, I can't one hundred percent just blame you because you're not having all your yeah. They're your offense. You don't have the- a. This, like, although, uh, again, like I said, Arkansas is a bit overrated because they still haven't fixed just the overall chemistry of the lineup in terms of being able to work with each other because they've never really had a full lineup. They've never, like, had just everybody that they needed to. So I'm not going to say, like, I'm done with the Arkansas hype. But I will say, if the injuries continue, then I am. Yeah, so, like I
1: need Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham really impressed me. He really stepped up for this Arkansas team with with the injuries, everything, and he he hasn't had a great season. He's averaging five points per game, but he's been playing. He's been playing great this like game. He played great this game, and Arkansas played. They they deserve this win. They went back to back with South Carolina. South Carolina had a chance to win the game, but Arkansas won this fair square. And uh, there's I nothing. Guess, Oh, hey. sorry,
2: Jackson. Uh, I was gonna say, if this help makes you feel any better since you like covering this team, Josh Gray had himself a night. Hey, he looked like the center of the future for
1: those uh the Gamecocks.
2: Cox. He played great. Hey. Yeah, no he fouls. did twenty and fourteen high field goal percentage. And this was for a guy who was averaging like four and five, so Yeah. I'm really impressed. He's
1: been making big dunks all season for the Gamecocks. He just really hasn't stepped up till that game, and I think that's that's one of my like breakout players for next season, but that that's just my opinion. But I think I think Arkansas really impressed me on how they they managed to fight back from South Carolina. South Carolina had like a ten and two run uh, coming back, taking the lead. How they managed to fight back and take the lead and even win the game from a South Carolina that looked like they were turning the tides in the last few minutes. That really impressed me, especially with an injured team. That really impressed me. Hmm. So. uh... If there's not any other thoughts on this game, let's get into the game that uh, should have been a blown out blowout. <laughs> Alabama at LSU. Uh, I thought LSU was going to get killed by 30. I said 30-bomb. They, uh, they got beat by 10. Alabama, low-key, has kind of looked overrated lately, but Brandon Miller has played awful lately. Uh, defensively, he's always been great. Uh but like offensively he's been he's just been abysmal, man. Like it, it's such a pain to watch this man shoot. Like he, he's supposed to be a first round prospect
2: and I'm watching this man and I'm like gosh. I've been saying this for weeks, but like when Alabama isn't shooting like great, they're automatically very beatable. When Alabama and Alabama isn't shooting civilians. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Hey, but the only thing I'm really yeah. surprised about is one player who I know from a previous team on LSU, outscored the rest of the starters on his lineup. And that was Derek Founen. Yeah. And without him, LSU does get crushed. It's just strictly the fact that he scored, and as well amazing. as Hayes. Hayes did well off the bench, but bottom line is he was the main contributor on offense. As for Bama, I mean... They yeah, overrated chance get them out because unless they go on like a shooting streak once they hit tournament time, this is a very overrated team. Hey. There's so many times where they should have lost. This was not one of those games, but I am saying like yeah, I, I have not been impressed over this yeah. last like The month.
1: freshman, the freshman uh, Noah Clowney, he's really been the group keeping together because if he's not in this this game, they fall apart. If, if he's the not been in, it's been going up. Yeah if he if he's not in like Alabama this entire season they're not a top 25 team and i'll stand by that he's top he's been 20, such be... a consistent shooter such a consistent yeah. defensive player i mean there's really nobody better on this team you could argue brandon miller is a better prospect but the better team team player is uh noah clowney in so my the opinion the guy who
2: actually shot decent on that starting lineup, the rest of them shot under 50%. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no. Their uh, center shot four for five. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I'm not really counting that is he took five shots. He's a center, yeah. so yeah, it should be this, good.
1: This was a decently boring game, but, game, but it was at LSU. Uh, LSU has a little bit tough of an SEC crowd. It was, it's not too tough. It's not not at all, but, I mean, it's, sure. it's, it's still a pretty, pretty big crowd. So I don't. does anybody have any other thoughts on this game?
4: Siobhan quarterly needs to get back in the groove. He needs to get off of fighting people on Twitter and get in the gym. Yeah,
1: completely agree. Uh, let's get into the Missouri at Mississippi State game, which, yeah. hey man, Mississippi State shocked me on this one. I thought, uh, wait, I don't, I don't even know who I picked to win, but this was a really good game yeah. uh, for the most part. I was I was kind of shocked that uh, Mississippi State won. Taylor Smith played really consistent for them. They play he play, he almost had thirty points. He, I was watching this game and I was like, "Man, Kobe Brown, you've been playing so great all year." And this Justin, this is it's the okay to game. Yeah, it's okay this okay is the breathe, one man. game. This is the one game. Kobe just like, man, God, he's one of my favorite SEC players. If you haven't like already noticed, so
2: Mississippi State's been improving. But I do think this game is a little odd because first off state shot three for 20 from the three and yet they lost or they won by 11 points. That doesn't add up. You don't shoot 15% from three and win by double digits. That's, and that goes to show that one, Chris Jans is one of the most underrated college coaches basketball. And two, the emergence of Tolu Smith and that bulldog defense is incredible. Because hey, they're one of the best yeah, defense, they're, they're one of the it. best defensive teams in the SEC. If they literally just had a solid offense, if they could just shoot decent, they're they're ranked 100. Like, and some of it just comes That's to the right. fact that a lot of the players who were shooting really well in the past are not now. Like, for example, a lot of the a lot of people like to say in the past that DJ Jeffries was a three point specialist, and he was because in his first season at Memphis before he transferred, he was shooting. from three. That's great. And then through each year, it went from 35 to 29, and now it's at 24. That's... And in this game, he shot one for six from three. So point is, there are just a lot of players on state that should be shooting way better than they are. Like Shaquille Moore, last year he shot 31%. He's shooting 27% this year. They're just... A ton of player their their one problem is shooting. Every they have a lot of potential if they can be consistent. Uh hundred percent just uh, no shooting.
1: Low key they've been on a kind of uh streak lately. They kept it close with Alabama, which I, that that shocked all of us. They kept it close with Florida. Then after that they get they go on a three win streak. They beat TCU. They beat South Carolina at South Carolina. Then they beat at Miss then they beat oh I was about to say I was about to say, to say they beat Missouri away. But it was at home. They they beat a very good Missouri team by 10
2: and you know they play LSU so they have a very um, winnable schedule going forward because they don't really play anybody crazy. I mean they got they, LSU, Arkansas, Kentucky at home. Um, they could be a real sleeper. Texas A&M, SEC. South Carolina. Like they can win most of these games. Like I this is agree. They are not out yet. If they can fix at least even a little bit of their three-point percentage, do not sleep on that team. I completely
1: agree. Uh any other thoughts on this uh game? Oh, no. I that kind of <laughs> shocks me. I kind of I am trying to look up uh, the, the next game cuz I didn't watch it. So it's Georgia yeah. at Tech, Texas A&M. I didn't watch it because uh I picked that Georgia and you know, matchup. I just turned it that off. Was the yeah, we're not I know. that. Yeah. I, know. I turned it off after the first half. And okay, I yeah, hey, I know. Hey, hey, hey we're coming we for Kentucky.
0: And then we'll go to Georgia and Texas A&M. Come on.
2: Oh my bad, my bad. I'm slow.
0: It. We know. <laughs> so,
2: with this game <laughs> like the main thing I need to point out is over the last five games, Castleton has finally started to actually play decent. He's, He's had 13, up. 18, 13, 20, and 25. He is starting to actually play like a solid basketball player, oh almost gosh. like how he should have been playing all season. Crazy. The only thing is, Florida's bench, as well as half of their starters, are not worth anything. You could put me on that team and they'd still do the same because I wouldn't shoot anything, but at least that would be less bricks for the team. And as for Kentucky, um, they shot well. That's really all I can say. They shot forty-five percent from three. Um, they just they shot decent. Three of their players were in double digits. I specifically like the pulling out Wallace because he shot seven for ten. He had the most points in that game. And yeah. this was just this this wasn't impressive by Kentucky considering what their standards are and what they should be doing. But at the same time. SEC win is an SEC win, and Florida has started to become a little more like impressive in terms of a win. So, like, when you beat Florida, it's not as you know bad as it used to be, yeah. but not a bad win. Yeah, uh, yeah, Toppin,
1: Toppin played amazing, Wallace played amazing uh frederick played really good i think he's been one of the most underrated sec players this year i mean look look how much he's averaging 7.7 he was a bench player but he's grown into that starter for kentucky he's been really clutch on the three for them really good and i really enjoy what he's been doing this season um he's shooting uh he's shooting in the down year for three-point percentage but he's still been pretty all right uh Yeah, but Kentucky impressed me with their shooting this game. They've been really decent, honestly, this season. Uh, they started off slow, but have really like picked it up the pace lately. And uh, Florida, man, this game, God, bro. I, I, I have no words. Castleton is your only player. Richard and Lofton, yeah, they played good. Lofton played amazing on the three-point. He didn't miss a single shot of the three-point. Lofton played amazing, but besides Lofton and Castleton, your team has nothing. Just imagine what happens when they—I'm pretty sure they both leave next year. Imagine
2: their problem is whenever the bench comes in and they have to actually start putting in those substitutes, that team just completely falls apart.
1: Yeah, their uh,
2: guys playing like forty minutes a game—they screw themselves because they have no depth.
1: Yeah, I've never seen like somebody as bad as like. Alex Ford, bro, that man is so awful. Every time he comes in, I feel like something bad's about to happen. Same for Jason, like Gino Bo, I th- I think that's his name. I forget. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Every time I see this man come in, I'm like, dude, yeah, it, 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 it's
2: it's
1: so horrible. He he's such a horrible sinner, uh, and I have no idea why. Uh, I have no idea why their bench is so horrible. So. Without further ado, let's get into the marquee matchup. I'm sorry, because it was such a blowout. I expected Georgia to win this game. Two
0: sentences, a take on everybody for this one. Just two sentences, because Mr. Tell Me How I'm Supposed to Breathe with no no airhead ass is just over here going crazy. So everybody give me two sentences on this one so we can roll out to the sign-off.
1: Georgia, what happened? Uh,
2: Okay, I'm done. Alright, I'm glad he used his two um, sentences. Somebody next. Okay, sure. Here's my two sentences. Um, I thought Georgia would win, but clearly not, because Georgia got absolutely cocked.
3: It was a murder, man.
2: Uh, Georgia,
3: I thought they would put up more of a fight in this game, and A and M is probably the most underrated team in the conference. Terry I mean, Roberts had a concussion and did not play, and it caused Georgia not to be able to score the basketball, so Texas fan and blew them out. I mean, Even if no, that's the case,
2: you still earlier. put up under 60 points. Even with him in there's an unlikely chance they win.
3: Uh, I just said that's why they blew them out.
2: Oh, yeah. They, okay. uh, I think A&M, A&M, is, A&M is possibly a tournament team. A po- they are a tournament team.
3: They are a tournament team. They won the last four. In right now,
2: I mean, look at their recent schedule. They beat Georgia. They um, beat Vanderbilt. They beat Auburn. They beat Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, LSU. They're winning some good games. I mean, this is not a team to sleep on. If it, their record just looks bad, because in the early season non-conference, they kind of underperformed.
0: It for everybody. Y'all ready for the sign off? Yes, sir. All right. So, without further ado, we'd like to thank y'all for joining us for this episode of the On the Court Recap. Sorry for the background noise, y'all are hearing from me. Just definitely didn't spill my drink while Luke was speaking. Got to wipe off the desk. But as always, please remember to use code V2Sports whenever you're purchasing something from Dubby and/or SeatGeek. But please remember that if you are purchasing from SeatGeek to make a new account, that means new email address. Hell, new name. It's not identity theft if the other person does not know. And I've been telling y'all some sayings, you know, every episode, so I guess I'll go ahead and do that now. Well, hell, nah, I'll let it slide. I got some family coming in for this next episode, so
4: yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew. See ya.